Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to the hook. the hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Hook here on uh, the Iowa Everywhere Network. My name is Ken Miller. Talk sports on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO with Trent Condon every Monday through Friday from 11 to 1. My partner is Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, of course, based in Las Vegas. Mike, a busy week, NFL Draft Week, two days away as we sit here and tape this. We'll talk NHL, a little NBA, Major League Baseball. The A's may not be in the location we first thought they were going to be is apparently there's another suitor uh, that potentially wants to uh, build the ballpark on a different portion uh, of the strip. This would be on the north side of the strip. So we'll poke, uh, pick your brain on that. Uh, but how are you, first of all? What kind of week has it been for you? Well, I just would like to get through the draft. That's that's step one. Um, we're winding up these first round series in hockey and the NBA. So that's good. Um, and then we've got the uh, Maddox event this weekend. Um, mm. poker tournament on Sunday night. And then I've got, we are hosting the AGA cocktail party, the American gaming association, the board of directors. We meet our spring meeting in Las Vegas on Tuesday. And we're hosting a cocktail party and the dinner at Barry's here at Circa, uh, on Monday night. So it's, a, it's a busy next five days. Well, I'll say, uh, that is a busy time. Well, I'll get through that and, uh, get through the draft and we are at the derby week a couple of days to pick up your racing form and study your post uh, your pps past performances get ready for that let's get into the draft because mike i'm starting to uh, form the opinion that if the betting on the draft went away i don't think that uh, that we would miss it and the reason i say this i mean this morning is a perfect example last night people put the if, if put their head on their pillows if they're following this will levis was you know, depending on what operator you deal with, was 45, was 50 to 1. And apparently on Reddit, of all places, which I never go to, I had to ask Trent what it is. I guess it's a colony or community of message boards. Someone posted that they're good friends with Will Levis, and Levis let it slide that Carolina intends to draft him number one. Overnight, the price dropped from 45 to 1 down to four to one, from 50 to one to four and a half to one. Did you guys see a significant move on Levis from where he was uh, to where he was when you got up this morning? I think we had him, uh, this is, now we didn't. We don't offer number one. We offer okay. number two. Number we two. We offer the overall right. number two. And I think he was just around uh, 18 to one about 36 hours ago, and now he's plus 130. He's the favorite to go second in our pool. So, I mean, it, it's – I we opened this up on Friday. I didn't, We didn't even really want to open it up until Monday. It's just – listen, we sat here last year when the draft was in Las Vegas, and we had these players here telling us things that were absolutely not true. I'm not saying they were lying, but we had a player say, this team said they're drafting me number two. And I mean, guys went out and bet money all around town. Didn't happen. I mean, we, you know, we had three examples of that where a player said, I'm getting drafted by this team. It's a sure thing. Not didn't happen in any case. 
I think it's um, I, I think that the state should take a long look at this, Mike. I mean, this was a perfect example. Yours is a perfect example. There's too much info bad and worse. You bet on a game, you find out that the the left tackle might be hurt. You're gonna mm-hmm. plug in a new left tackle, right? It's it's a game. You still got to play the 60 minutes or the three periods or the 48 minutes if it's the NBA. Dot dot dot. This is different. Um, look, I'm grateful that we can bet on MVPs. I'm grateful we can bet on the Cy Young, those type of things. I think that there's a spot for those. But the NFL draft, is a, it, it's just different. Um, how much business do you do? Is it significant? Would you miss well, it? We take a $1,000 max bet. So, you know, we do. We write six figures into it. But uh, real hard to make a winner. And it's just, you know. I'd much rather us be allowed to bet on presidential elections than bet on drafts. Yeah. Right. They didn't encourage people yeah. to vote. <laughs> you know what? I never thought of that. <laughs> uh, is that coming? I don't know. I don't know why not. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's, you're going to say it's entertainment and it's outside the realm, but I mean, there's states that allow the Oscar wagering. So what would be, what yeah. would be different? Right. And you can bet on the you can bet on the American presidential race in the UK. Yeah. But in the United States, you can't bet on the uh, on the race. Uh, interesting. Uh, um, so the draft itself, how many props did you put up and um, what what are some of the ones that you've you've seen has a significant movement, if any? Uh, we put up so we put up players over under position, uh, a number yep. of players. And then we did some matchups. Um we did the number two pick was the only one we did. The exact pick was number two. And we did uh total number of quarterbacks, tight ends, wide receivers over undertaken in the first round. So what Levis's position, by the way, is four and a half over under four and a half. So under is fourth or earlier. He's now minus five something dollars to go under four. Uh, I mean, it was, it was this, this was a pick where he was like minus one eighty, and now he's minus five twenty five to go under no. half. Well, we know that you can't bet at Circa. Will you? Will you dabble in any no. of your other accounts? No. I never take it. I, I never, never give it a it. second look. Never done it. Yeah, I have no desire to do it. Uh, <laughs> NBA's going Major League Baseball, NHL's going golf this weekend. If you can't find anything to bet, right, uh, you're yeah. not trying very hard. Uh, uh, interesting. So one, one more on this before we move on. The reason you didn't put up a who will go first overall because it seemed like Bryce Young was a cinch. I don't know what mark. There's really not a market there for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> by the time we get to posting him, he's minus $4 in most spots. Right. So I, I don't think that when it's decided there's much drama there. So how do you create any handle or any, any business on it? So two seem to be m- more debate now uh, who was going to as you know, le- late last week, CJ Stroud's, status seemed to be yep. falling right for a while there he was right. minus two dollars when when they showed mm-hmm. bryce Young's shoes and they were making a big deal out of the lifts in his shoes and all that you know but uh, <laughs> yeah. that turned pretty quickly and you know now it's thought the texans may not even choose a quarterback number two it's it so there's some interest around number two yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to die on the hill that I think quarterbacks are going one, two, three, four, but we will see. Houston has the 12th pick in the draft, so they may go to defensive player, say an Anderson, in all likelihood, and then come around to 12 again and grab the quarterback that they want. Well, let's move on from the NFL with one exception. So the NFL, the draft is over. The schedule comes out on May the 10th. How quickly after that do you think you'll have totals available? Any idea? Um you know, we really got to hit to the contest as soon as we get the schedule mm-hmm. um, because we need to see what they're doing with this flex, how that might affect yeah. Survivor with the new flex. So 
I would say probably within 10 to 12 days, we'll get the contest ha- hammered out those first weeks so that we can try to get it open by Memorial Day uh, weekend and then um, put the win totals up probably early in that week after. So, um, you know, that week before Memorial Day as well, probably win totals up. Uh, you know, you mentioned the contest. In fact, uh, my phone was ringing this weekend. Two of the players that I'm with uh, both reached out to me and asked me if there's any, are we doing it again this year? Can we expand this year? So do you know, and I know that probably the rules haven't been set in stone. Last year, you could um, a person could have six entries in Survivor. Will that remain the same this year, do you think? That's on the table, and I think we're leaning on going up. But not a, we haven't officially written the rules yet. But that's okay. that was one of the top subjects. And I think if we're going to raise the guarantee to what we are, we need to do that. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting. That's a good tease right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to play Circa Millions because, look, we, we loved the fact that we had three weeks of – you know, banter back and forth amongst our group. But as you know, then we're not alone. We did make it to October last year. So millions at least gives us a run right to the end of the year, right? If we're bad, we can try and win the booby prize. Yeah, you you, you have more ways to win. Um, I also think right. it's harder. The five picks every oh, week is harder. Too. You do get hot for four or five weeks, you can cash too. So it's two different ways of playing it. And we're going to be fully invested and we'll be out there in August signing up and can't wait to do that. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's go to major league baseball. We'll save the winter sports and we'll get into the playoffs. Tampa remains red hot. What did you learn, if anything, when Houston went into Atlanta and swept the Braves? Was that more of an indicator that Houston don't write us off? Just a blip on the screen for the Bravos. Well, what did that series uh, tell you, if anything? Well, I, obviously, you can't write Houston off, right? I mean, it's oh, they were two games under 500 and all this. There's you still got to beat Houston to win the American League. Um, I was a little concerned with the Braves, uh, not their starters necessarily, but I thought the bullpen kind of let them down. They probably should have come out of there with a split. Ended up getting swept. You know what was funny last night? The Astros scored two in the top of the first in Tampa, and they have Urquidy pitching, right? And they were only minus 130 up 2 nothing, heading to the bottom of the first. I thought that was very telling how high Tampa Bay's power rating has raised so far this year, that they were a small dog you know, even Trent- though they were down two runs to a decent pitcher after a half an inning. Interesting, because when we were doing at the end of our show, as you may know, Trent does his plays of the day sponsored by Circa. And that was his baseball game because he thought the line was a little bit crazy uh, because of the fact that, you know, Tampa seemed to be a little bit out of of proportion because Houston's coming off a sweep of the Braves. So Tampa is caught the the analytics and the uh, the line makers eyes. They are legit. They have to have because, I mean, it, it. the, the number should have been Houston should have been closer to 180 or 190 with a two run lead coming. I mean, they still have a decent starting pitcher, but it's almost as if the numbers built in Tampa's going to score five, six, seven runs every game. Do you remember thinking back? You had the, you put it up prior to the season. What team will win the most? I think there was what two days in March and then the month of April. Yeah. April. Uh, and I think you said Mitch Moss, actually somebody, one of your friends out in Vegas had, uh, had Tampa. Do you know what Tampa was when you posted it? Because Mike, I think you can pay that bet out, right? I don't think they can be caught. 14 to one. 14 to one. Yep. And he bet it just looking at their schedule of who they played. It wasn't about, he thought Tampa, right. he just said they have the weakest schedule. So why not take a shot at 14 to one? 
I'm, so I'm sitting here, I'm trying to do the math in my head. You know, the only one team that could run them down, let's say that Tampa loses every game and this team wins the rest of the games for the month. Do you have any idea what team could run them down? If you would, if I would have asked you this prior to the season, you would have, you would have given me 28 teams before Pittsburgh. you got to this team. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are they, how are they doing this? I mean, it's a great Whoops. story. Don't get me wrong. I love when they're, they're hitting the ball, but the pitching has been good. I mean, Rich Hill has been okay. I mean, they, they, they're going out there and it's seemingly every time you look up, they're up two to nothing. They're up three to one. They never seem to get behind in these games. What if they won seven in a row and now they host the Dodgers. So this yeah. should be an interesting series. No, it really should. I, I I like the story. I've never been to the ballpark. I'm told that it's as nice a oh, ballpark as the major leagues. Have you been? I think I was yeah. I was there about two years after it opened. I was really impressed with Pittsburgh. Very underrated ballpark. Joel Hanrahan, you remember, probably remember the name, closed for the uh, closed for the Nationals. Closed, was yeah. two-time All-Star. He got traded over to Pittsburgh. He said it's uh, he's never seen anything like it. Been in a lot of clubhouses. Uh, he said it was just spectacular. So good for the team that they're playing the way they are. Mike, they wake up this morning. They're in first place in the Central. Not the Cardinals, not the Cubs, not the Brewers, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Well, that gives hope to some of the others. But uh, the Cardinals, I keep looking for them to put something together here, and they did. They can't string anything together here. They can't string three good starts in a row out of their staff. Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned of the Cardinals right now. I think the Brewers will come back to earth. I still think the Cubs, this is a wide open division, maybe as wide open as any of the division in baseball. No, I think you can make the case for four of the teams, right? If the Cardinals do come back and find a way, do they need to maybe, how's Marmol sleeping at night? Should he be, you know, should he be a little bit concerned or is he safe? Do you think too early to make a change? They're pretty, you know, one of these really stable organizations, right? It takes them a long time to make a change. Mm-hmm. I know they, they eventually got rid of Matheny, but it wasn't that quick. Um, right. Yeah. I thought he totally overreacted about the base running play where he benched uh-huh. a kid. I mean, th- that kid is hard for him and to then turn went public. He's, he's all muscle. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah. he doesn't yeah. have quick bursts. When you look at it to the naked eye, you, you think he's going to score easily because of how deep the ball got to the outfielder. But mm-hmm. w- why the tongue lashing and why all the outcry? Um, you know, it, that could have been you bench the kid. You know, you know, it's obvious you bench him after that and handle it in the locker room. But right, you don't I, take it. I, I thought it was a total overreaction, and I, and I didn't care for it. Um, his father, you, you, you know, his dad's story. No, he was Mr. Canada. You, know, you, mm-hmm. t- you mentioned O'Neill, how big he yeah. is. Yeah, he, he comes. It comes naturally to him. His old man was a Mister Canada in bodybuilding in the seventies. Yeah, big he dude. is. He big just, dude. Anyway, and not, his thighs are so big. You know, he's not going to be quick yeah. from second to home. No. No, true. I thought that was a huge overreaction. All right, let's go yeah. to the American League. Uh, let's go back to the American League. Tampa leads the way. They're the first team to get the twenty wins on the season. Um, what's their win- weakness i i still think you got guys that aren't really you know this openers and this and that can you string these pitchers together and keep you know do, can you get these guys to go an inning and two-thirds and then bring the next guy in for five and stuff like that we haven't even mm-hmm. seen glass now i mean this kid was projected to be nope. a top five pitcher in baseball and he hasn't got healthy and he's mm-hmm. what if, if he comes back i mean that adds quite a dynamic to that rotation but the lineup's just hitting the ball Kenny, all, I watch him every night, two-out hit after two-out hit. I watched that White Sox series down there 
every time they needed a big hit, they got a big hit, and they beat Giolito, and they beat Cease. And, I mean, they're just doing it against good pitchers, and their lineup is really good. They're, they're really quality at bats, and these guys at the top of the lineup don't strike out much, uh, and they put together these in, these innings with the crooked numbers with these two-out hits. Kevin Cash, year after year after year, I thought this was the year they came back to the pack. In fact, I bet them under 89. <laughs> that ticket's going to be dead by September, for crying out loud. They're flying. They are flying. Uh, meanwhile, um, you know, you mentioned the White Sox. They're too, there's too much talent, isn't it, for them to be languishing in they are, where they are? I took a flyer at 7.5 to 1 this week to win the division. I mean, 7.5 to 1 in that division? I know that Minnesota looks better. Um, Cleveland's still Cleveland, but why can't the White Sox put it together and come back? Well, if you just look at the names, you would think that they'd be minus $4 to win the division. And and you look at the pitching. Now, now I have to tell you, very quietly here, Sonny Gray is, is having a terrific season. Know, we're talking year. about Cole and Otani and the two-horse race. Through, nope. so, you know, Sonny Gray, I said five and die five, and I went seven last night against the Yankees. His ERA is .6. Yep. Right there with Cole and Otani with the incredible starts. I think Cole hurt himself on Saturday. I don't know if you were watching that against game against Toronto. He, he, in the sixth inning, yelled over to the bench with only one out. And Boone came out, and then he took him out after the next bat. Something was wrong with him. He didn't. He would have never come out of that game with 90 pitches, 0-0 in that spot. Uh, you remember he went 100 and whatever, 12 in a complete game. The last start. So I'm still waiting to hear if he's going to make his next start, but I think something was wrong there. And you know why else I don't think he would have come out? Because you know what Manoa said prior to the game? He went public and said, look, this is is the biggest cheater in baseball. He called him out. And when the New York press asked him about that, he didn't back down. He said, no, I said what I said, and I meant what I said. This is a rivalry. This Blue Jays-Yankees with Blatty saying, I don't want to play there. Apparently that goes back to his pops. He thought he was going to sign there. They signed Sheffield. They didn't sign Vladis Sr. Uh, I think they made a mistake. Sheffield's a nice player. Vladimir Guerrero is um, a hell of a player, senior and junior. So we'll see. That's a that's a heck of a rivalry. You know, there's another candidate for the Cy Young I think you should take a look at. I, I know you know who it is. Um, Gossman. Uh, he he is the ace of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's well, unbelievable. He's had one bad start. There's no question. And the way he changed his speeds, I watched the game about the first four innings Sunday there in New York. I mean, he's got them so far off balance when he does throw the the changeup yeah. and the, and then the, he he is he's he's he's. I always tell you, I'm not a Gossman guy, but his name is in the Cy Young race almost every year, right? So, um. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Toronto is a playoff team, and I still think they're very dangerous. Yeah, I do too. I've got a couple of uh, exactas: Toronto over San Diego and Atlanta. San Diego and Atlanta over Toronto, uh, both pretty good prices. If that's the uh, exact series, uh, World Series matchup. Let's save the NHL uh, real quick on the NBA. Injury's been a big story in the NBA so far. What have you seen? Well, this Milwaukee series is certainly interesting now. They're, they're not even priced that, but they're only like plus 130 to come back and win the series. It, it, to the naked eye, it should look like it's higher than that. Um, mm-hmm. Golden State and Sacramento's lived up to everything that we thought it would be. The Lakers seem to be now punking Now Fox is them. hurt, though. Yeah. The Lakers seem to be punking this Memphis team. This is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, they just completely smothered them, which is good. It's good to keep the interest in the Lakers – uh, from a betting perspective, um, the Sixers look great. So sure. 
We'll see. I mean, there's, you know, a few series that are going to come down to the wire that, that may be six or seven games, but it's been pretty chalkish um, outside of, it of has, really uh, and two series, one on either side. Yeah, Miami, the way that they're up. Uh, Trent pointed out today on the radio show, uh, he said the same thing, plus 130. Why wouldn't you just roll it over, bet them, and then bet them again, then bet them again, because they got to win the rest of the games. Um We'll we'll see if they're able to do that. You know who looks really good to me? Uh, Phoenix. I think Kevin Durant's starting to figure out his teammates a little bit. When Paul's going the way that he did, Booker's a star. Aiton in the middle is a good player. Uh, Phoenix might, at the end of the day, Phoenix might be the one holding the trophy. Can you go there? I I think Phoenix is just a tough matchup for the Clippers. Um, I think Denver's awful good. I, I, I still think it's, you know, Denver and Phoenix on the West. I guess you can't count Golden State out because they are the champs. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes very interesting if the Bucks get knocked off in the East. I mean, this the the Boston Philadelphia will be a hell of a. I think will be. I think it'll be a six or seven game series. Um, but Miami if becomes be very viable. Miami becomes viable again, yeah. right? I mean, they 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 did go to the conference mm-hmm. championship. They weren't they the one seed last year? Um, I think they become. Yep. Uh, I think they become very viable again here, and I wouldn't count them out from making a run off this off this Bucks series. Uh, let's uh, go to the NHL. Let's start out east. Uh, Toronto and Tampa. I don't know how Tampa comes back from that. They're up four-one in the third period, deep into the third period, and to give up three goals and Austin Matthews is all of a sudden come alive again to lose the game in overtime. As veteran a team as Tampa Bay is, can they overcome that, Mike? That's gut. That was a gut punch. Uh, I think Tampa's been the much better team in this series, and it hasn't really been close. But uh, I don't. I don't think they can go into Toronto and win now. I think that'll be a really tough atmosphere. Two two. It was a new series. Best two out of three. This was mm-hmm. a collapse. They played better in the overtime in Game Three and got beat. I mean, they dominated the first ten minutes of the overtime. So that's really tough to come out of South Florida. With, uh, with no victories there and go down three to one in a series, you dominated game one and you really dominated the play at home as well. Uh, Boston going to end their series with Florida. Bergeron skated today. He's uh, yeah. He says if he gets up feeling the way he will to, uh, good, good tomorrow, he's going to be back in the lineup. If he is there, they just, I mean, I don't know how you stop him. They're going to win it. They're going to win the Stanley Cup. The Boston's going to win the Stanley Cup, Kenny. I'm, I know I have a big, they, this team, they just don't make mistakes. They just, they're so buttoned up. I mean, they could lose a seven game series, but it will take a collapse or it'll take Allmark not playing the way he's played all year. They just don't give anything away. They're really, I just watched them play and they just don't give up anything. Uh, so I don't know. I think every team has really shown weakness. Um, you could argue that maybe Minnesota has been the second best team in the playoffs and they're at two, two. I think that they've also dominated the series with Dallas, and yet they're going to have to win a game on the road here uh, in Dallas like they did in game. See, you can't give away game two like they did with Flurry. You just can't do that in that series. But uh, anyhow, I, I, I feel I know it's a 1-8 matchup, but I've been very impressed with Boston, especially in the two games that they played in Sunrise. I'm with you. Um, let me talk about uh, Dallas and Ottinger for a second. We had this discussion a month ago. So we're talking about American goalies 
you know, and, and Ottinger <laughs> watching him do what he did the other day. And then Demko in Vancouver is not in the playoffs and Hellebuck in Winnipeg has not had a good playoffs. Um, boy, the Americans have the goaltender. Once we get to the Olympics in 24, what a decision. How difficult is that decision going to be? Is who gets the start for crying out loud? Well, it's probably Ottinger. I think at this point, I say it is. I agree with you. Well, I would have said that before the playoffs started, too. I would have said that going into the year. Hellebuck's been a huge disappointment to me. Terrible. Yeah. But they've also been outplayed. They were outplayed probably in both of those games. But all these goals from in front, he gives up all these goals from right in front. You know, they, you know Vegas doesn't try to attack him at all. Everything's from the slot. And that's where they've beaten him. And he's not made any adjustment. And losing Morrissey and losing Ehlers and losing Shifley, that's a one-two-three punch. I look, I give Vegas full credit, and Laurent Brassois. I mean, he's a backup, and he is outshone yeah. uh, Connor uh, Connor Hellebuck. Real, real quick, uh, Kraken and the Avalanche. Seattle uh, had a really good regular season. I thought it was smoke and mirrors. I didn't give them a chance to beat the Lanch at all. The get series is tied two apiece. Kale McCarr is now suspended for Game Five. Can they? Can they get by Colorado? I also I also didn't think they were good enough. But they outplayed them the first two games. And I give them credit. They give up the goal right at the end of the power play to make it 2-2 last night. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were in up against it going into the third. And they win that game. They, t- they play a scoreless third and go to overtime. I, you got to give them a, a real good shot. I'm telling you who I'm really disappointed in. And not because I have a bet, but... How did the Kings play that second period up 3 nothing? the other? How do you take two penalties? The only way Edmonton can get back in the game is if you get them on the power play, which is, was the greatest regular season power, power play, play of hockey. all time, 33%. How can you take two penalties? You cannot do it. If you stay out of the box the rest of the game, you're up 3-1. Yep. yep. Kings came back, made it, took a goal lead. Was it four three in the third? And uh, Evander Kane puts one over his shoulder, and into overtime we go. Um, I, I think the Kings are outplaying the Oilers so far in this series. They are. The they absolutely are. Yes, they absolutely are. But you know that's so Boston that's versus who? <laughs> Tough, isn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna Edmonton? tell you Dallas. I'm gonna tell you Dallas. Okay. If they're lucky enough to get by Minnesota, can go all the way. Um, I think Minnesota is the best team in the West from what I've seen so far. That was a goofy goal. The first goal late in the second period of game four, you know, it, it got kicked mm-hmm. by his own player and slid between Gustafson's legs. That was an own goal. And then that opened it up for Dallas and they stayed in the lead. The game five tonight should be one of the best games of the playoffs. Everything's on the line here. This game's going to be two, one, three, two. I guarantee it. Uh, what'd you think of Felino's penalties? You know, bad calls. You got, I can't stand this whistle fest in the playoffs. I mean, everything, just because people get taken out doesn't mean it's a penalty. And just because someone gets slowed down doesn't mean it's a penalty. I mean, everything's a hook. Everything's a, a, a tripping. Yes. Everything's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, this this is a playoff hockey. I mean, you got to be able to finish checks. That's what these guys are paid to do, 82 games a year. You got to let them finish their checks. If they're not hitting them in the head, you got to let them finish their checks. And these are shoulder contacts or head on. I mean, nobody's getting drilled in the head. I haven't seen that. Uh, next week, we're going to have the Derby winner. You want to talk a little Derby next yeah, week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have your Derby horse yet? You're going to try and beat Forte? Well, you have to. Otherwise, you don't bet yep. the race as far as I'm I concerned. totally agree. 
Yep. Can't <laughs> bet the favorite. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. That's Mike Palm. My name's Ken Miller. We are part of Iowa Everywhere. You've been watching The Hook. We're grateful that you are. And we'll be back here next week with another episode. Have a great week. Iowa Everywhere. Thank you.